Hello and welcome to another episode on Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Here we are, match week 22. All the games were played during the week. So it's time to gather up our thoughts and review all of the games. So there's no better place to start and that is at Anfield. Liverpool beat Chelsea 4-1. Liverpool finally broke the run of draws against Chelsea. As before the fixture, I believe we drew seven times in a row against the Blues. So this result was a sigh of relief, but in all honesty, the win was fully deserved as we pretty much controlled the game from the start to the end. And to be honest, the scoreline seems a bit modest based on the number of chances that we created. So let's go through the key moments in the game. And there was an early shout for a Chelsea penalty as Gallagher drives into the box and falls to the ground from Van Dijk's challenge. Now, for me, it's not a penalty. You can see that Van Dijk tried to avoid lunging in to make that tackle on Gallagher, but Gallagher tried to be smart by purposely getting close to Van Dijk's knee and falling to the ground as soon as he realised that he couldn't get the ball. So for me, no penalty. Um, I don't think it was a penalty. There was no decision from the referee to say it was, and I think that was the right call. In the 22nd minute, Liverpool broke the uh, the deadlock and it was Diogo who scored the opener. The goal gave me Luis Suarez vibes as he's known to kick the ball onto players as he wiggled through. And that's exactly what Jota did in this instance as well. He did the Iniesta skill in between the two centre-backs and applied a left-footed finish into the back of the net. Now, speaking of (laughs) diving around, Ben Ben Shilwell uh, probably could step up doing Olympics. Gets booked for diving and a minute later drops to the ground again um, from a challenge by Conor Bradley where there was no contact made whatsoever. Could have easily been a second bookable offence. But hey, you won't hear that mentioned from any of the English media as it's an English player and apparently English players don't die. So <laughs> it is what it is with, with regards to that. Um, but thankfully that had no impact on the game as moments later, Conor Bradley opened his goal-scoring account for Liverpool with a great shot into the bottom corner. What a proud moment for the youngster who's been phenomenal uh, in the recent weeks. And then just before half-time, Liverpool were awarded with a penalty. Uh, a foul on Jota was made and it was the right call. Darwin Nunes steps up. Unfortunately, he smashes the ball onto the post. He just had one of those games where he couldn't stop hitting the woodwork. In fact, he did it four times. And apparently that's the highest amount in Premier League history that someone's hit the post four times in a match. So another record on, on, on his name, but not, not the not the ones to be proud of, to be fair. Uh, in the second half, Liverpool make it free now as Bradley hits a fantastic cross towards the Bosley. And pretty much all he had to do was direct the ball into the back of the net. And that's exactly what happened. Chelsea then grab a consolation goal from Nkuku, who had a great impact off the bench. A nice finish from the French striker. Then a few minutes later, another penalty shout for Chelsea as Van Dijk fouls and cook in the box. I'll be honest. For me, that was a clear penalty. There was definite contact made on the attacker. But unfortunately, VAR reviewed it for Chelsea and ruled it out completely. And look, that's VAR for you. For you. you win some, you lose some. That is the game, unfortunately, with the officials. Liverpool then make it 4-1 in the 78th minute. Fantastic low cross from Darwin Nunes on that left-hand side towards Diaz, who slides in and hits the back of the net. So overall, a fantastic performance from Liverpool. We pretty much demolished this Chelsea team with ease. A number of standout performances, as I did a player ratings after the match. 
And for me, not one Liverpool player got below eight from that starting lineup. But for me, Conor Bradley was just simply sensational. That's his third assist in the last two games in the Premier League. Now, put that into context, he's actually got the same amount of assists as Trent Alexander-Arnold and Odegaard this season. And he has more assists than the likes of Martinelli, Rashford, Carl Walker, who's also a right-back, and KDB, just to name a few. So, he's done really well in his sort of short space of time. Probably has played about 200 minutes of football and he's already notched up so many assists. So, you know, he's had a great impact into that Liverpool team. Uh, Liverpool remain top of the league, five points clear, but City still have a game in hand. In terms of upcoming fixtures, a nice headache for Klopp uh, for this Sunday uh, in terms of who he should start at left back and right back uh, in, in our match between uh, Liverpool and Arsenal. I believe he should stick with Joe Gomez and Conor Bradley, who for me have been f- amazing recently. And have the rhythm to kind of continue showing their good form going forward. And I'll say in the next few weeks, that's when we slowly embed Robertson and Trent into the team. But hey, drop a comment. Let me know what you guys think. Should Klopp stick with the current pair of fullbacks or revert back to our sort of first name um, fullbacks on the team sheet? So let me know what you guys think. Um, Bless up, Ozzy. Do we know how long uh, Darwin is out for? At this stage, I have no idea. In terms of the length of the injury, uh, I'm sure we'll find out some news tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame that he's picked up an injury. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, hopefully, it's not a big one. Let's see how it how it goes in, in regards to that. Um, next fixture, Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal, uh, which ended 2-1 to Arsenal. The Gunners continue to mount their challenge for the league title as they get the win against Forest. Arsenal take the lead through... Gabriel Jesus, who hit a cheeky left-footed finish through the keeper's legs. A slightly controversial one, as the Nottingham Forest player was fouled moments before the goal. But I think it was the right call to wave play on. So the goal um, stood, as it should have been, in my opinion. Arsenal make it 2-0 through a counter-attack. Saka applies a right-footed finish into the bottom corner and seals the win for Arsenal. So a good result for the Gunners, who remain in third place. Big game, as I mentioned earlier, against Liverpool this Sunday. Some fans are saying that a draw or a defeat could exclude them from the title race. Me, personally, I don't completely agree with that. I feel like there's a lot of games to play. Uh, We're in match week 22, so it's 16 games to play. So, nevertheless, this game will be an exciting one. And I think it'll be a great tactical battle between Arteta and Jürgen Klopp. Next fixture, Manchester City versus Burnley, which ended 3-1 to City. City are back to winning ways. That's their fourth win on the bounce in the last five games. And it was a great day for Alvarez, who was celebrating his birthday. And I guess he rewards himself by scoring a brace. The first goal, a nice simple header from Alvarez, but great play from Mateus Nunes on the right-hand side. He was able to hit a left-footed cross into the six-yard box and he had a nicely placed header for Alvarez. And the second goal, a beautifully executed free kick as Kevin De Bruyne hits a through ball towards Alvarez and he finishes it first time uh, into the back of the net. And then Rodri makes it 3 now with a nicely placed shot to beat the keeper in the corner. Great play from Foden on that right wing. And then Aldakil uh, scores a 93rd minute consolation goal for Burnley. Great play from Fofana attacking that right channel. So look, City secure another win and they're continuing to apply more pressure on Liverpool. So this title race is getting more intense as the games go on. Next fixture, 
Aston Villa versus Newcastle, which ended 3-1 to Newcastle. A massive result for the Toonami, who have lost four of their last five games. And they also broke Aston Villa's unbeaten home record in this fixture. Fabian Shah opens the goal-scoring uh, sheet as he applies a sliding effort from a corner to hit the back of the net. He then makes it uh, a second goal for himself from another corner kick. This time, luck was certainly on his side as Gordon hit a long shot from outside the box that hits the crossbar and then Shah was the first one to react on the rebound to apply the finish. Jacob Murphy makes it 3-0, scoring from close range and Oli Watkins gets the consolation goal towards the end. Uh, but Villa will be disappointed with that defeat. Uh, that win actually helps Newcastle move up to eighth. And unfortunately for Villa, they have now dropped to fifth position in the league. The next fixture, Tottenham versus Brentford, which ended 3-2 to Tottenham. Uh, a five-goal fill-in in this London derby. Brentford opened the scoreline as Morpé scores from a sliding finish. Udogi then finds himself in an advanced position and makes it 1-1 from a close-range shot. And Brennan Johnson makes it 2-1, um, scoring uh, his sort of first goal of the game. Great play by Timo Werner on the left wing. Richarlison then makes it 3-1 with a left-footed finish. That was a great play in terms of the movement. There are a lot of passes in that build-up play for that third goal for Tottenham. And Ivan Tony scores another goal since his long-awaited return to give Brentford um, their second goal of the game. But at that stage, too little, too late. A good win for Spurs in the end. They now move up to fourth in the league. And in terms of other games, a couple of big score lines and a, I say a one big shock, and that was Luton Town beating Brighton four uh, 0 um, It didn't take Luton to to score. Uh, I think they opened in the opening minute, uh, close range header from Adebayo, and then <laughs> literally a minute later they scored the second goal. Lovely long through ball from Lokongo to Ogbene, who goes through on goal, skips past the keeper and him hits the empty net. Uh, the goalkeeper, Jason Still, was in no man's land at that time. So, yeah, not a good moment for him in the game. And then Adebayo scores his second of the game with a nicely placed right foot shot. And then he scores a header from close range from a corner to claim his hat-trick and a water moment. For the striker, his first hat-trick in the Premier League. So, yeah, proud moment for, for Adebayo there. The next game, Wolves versus Manchester United, which ended 4-3 to Manchester United. Now, this, yeah, it ended up being a crazy game. Party boy Rashford opens the scoreline with a nice right-footed finish in the corner. And then Hoyland makes it 2-0, scoring from close range. Sarabia scores from the penalty spot to make it 2-1 for Wolves. McTominay, a.k.a. McSauce, scores with a header that, Took ages to hit the back of it. It was such a slow motion type of goal. <laughs> I don't know when that ball was actually going to arrive at the back of the net, but he eventually makes it 3 1 for the Red Devils. And then Kilman is able to score a left foot volley from a corner kick to make it 3 2. And this was the moment where I feel like it kind of sealed the game. Pedro Neto gets the equalizer on the 95th minute with a great strike. And you know, you're thinking game over. There's only a couple of minutes to be played. And United have once again dropped points. But their young player, Mayno, says no. He goes, cuts in from the left side, drives forward towards the edge of the box and curls it into the bottom corner. What a finish it was from the youngster, who's actually been the brightest spark uh, for this Manchester United team this season. So fair play to him. L great finish from the youngster. Next game, 
Crystal Palace versus Sheffield United, which ended 3-2 to Palace. Another goal fest, but this time it was in South London at Selhurst Park. The away team scored the opening goal, and what a finish it was from their lone signing, uh, Bertrand Diaz, um, who scored a few goals, actually, in recent weeks and has had an instant impact uh, with Sheffield United. But it was the dynamic duo of Elise and Eze with the equaliser. Elise lifts the ball towards Eze, who then hits an audacious flick uh, with the outside of his foot and into the back of the net. Lovely finish there. But Sheffield United shows some fight and equalised as McAtee hits a right-footed shot that ended up going over Henderson and into the into the goal. But I think that was due to a slight deflection on the shot. And then the dynamic duo hit back again. Olise passes to Eze, who cuts infield and hits a screamer with his left foot and into the top bins. What a strike it was from the midfielder. And then, you know, Olise has done two assists there. So he thought, let me get involved as well. And he hits the back of the net. Lovely left foot strike from the outside of the box to give Palace the win. And I think it was desperately needed. They've not had a good run of games uh, in recent weeks. And that victory actually moves them up to 14th in the league. The next fixture, West Ham versus Bournemouth, which ended 1-1. So the points were shared at London Stadium. A bit of a mix-up with the first goal in, uh, in regards to the West Ham defence that gifted Solanke with the opening goal. But Ward-Prowse saves the day, as he always does, by scoring from the penalty spot to make the result 1-1. And the last game was Fulham versus Everton, a goalless result for both teams, claiming a point each. Everton will probably leave the happiest as Fulham were, for me, the closest of, of the teams from scoring a goal. And I was through their centre-back tossing. Um, but Pickford made a spectacular save to parry the ball away from the goal. So, good result for Fulham. I'd say Everton probably even more pleased with that result in the end. So, that's my Match 22 review. Uh, before I conclude the show, I will announce the FPL Manager of the Week. And that goes to Mr. Amesh. And your team name is YB Badrul Bakitia. And you managed to gain 86 points this week. So well done to you, Mr. Amesh. Um, some great team selection, some player selection, I should say, in your team. Uh, you've moved up to 114th in the league. Now, in terms of my performance, well, firstly, I forgot to update my team. And that's certainly reflecting in my score as I only gained 27 points, which is yeah, shocking to say the least. But as they say, you snooze, you lose. So I need to make sure I update my team before the deadline uh, tomorrow, which is at 11 a.m. In fact, I'll probably just do it after this show right away. So I'm ahead of the game. Um, yeah, what I'll do now, I will share the top 10 of our league and let's see if there's any movers and shakers. So let's go through the ranking now. So at top spot, it's still Nana Sare. Um, he got 32 points, so... Either he was on the same boat as me and didn't update the team or his players didn't perform. But he's still top of the league by only four points. You've got Jordan Smith on rooming behind his neck uh, with his team called Not Sure. So he's in second place. He's got 55 points. You've got Vipin Mohan, uh, the special one, at third. So the top three haven't changed this week. Then you've got Ali Askar, uh, Mosaferi, number four. So he's moved up. And you've got Pasura and Mania dropping down to fifth. You've got George Bissett, which is Soren Kepa. So I believe that's a new name in the top 10. And then uh, you've got Zig Ziglar, uh, who's dropped to number seven. And you've got Moya Fabinho Jr., who's dropped to number eight. 
We've got Pipo Inzaghi of FC Escobar moving up to number nine. And then you've got Jake Harrison of Kinder Buemo, and he's moved up to number 10. So that's the top 10. Um, yes, we've literally got a match week starting off from tomorrow. So it's going to get <laughs> very hectic in terms of making sure you're updating your FPL team, but also in terms of upcoming uh, Premier League shows. Yeah, we'll be doing a lot more uh, in the near future. So that's a wrap up for today. Uh, so thank you to everyone for tuning in. Thanks to Daz for your comment. Uh, if you haven't really, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. In terms of upcoming content, uh, I'll be doing a match reaction of the Arsenal versus Liverpool game this Sunday at 10 p.m. UK time. And in terms of match, in terms of the Premier League show, let me just quickly have a look at the fixtures so I can give you guys a bit more of an accurate date in terms of when we go live for that. So we've got fixtures starting from tomorrow. Uh, Monday will be Brentford versus Man City. So the next show will most likely be on Tuesday and it will be at 10 p.m. UK time as well. So as always, guys, take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all very, very soon. Goodbye.